Okay, you guys got yourselves a ship. We'll leave as soon as you're ready. Docking Bay 94. 94. So, welcome to another episode of Docking Bay 94. I'm Carl. I'm Zach. And today we're talking about clone and stormtroopers. So, we're going to be talking about mainly episodes 1 through 6, and then we'll talk a little bit about First Order stormtroopers at the end. Okay. Well, we know about them at least. So, starting right off with episode 1 era, the creation of the clone army is... there was a, We had a small discrepancy, but... Most of us can agree that Jedi Master Sifo whether or not he was a real person or not, uh, commissioned an order for a clone army from Kamino, behind the back of the Jedi Council and the Correct. Senate. So they were not aware of this. And he did this because he believed that the Republic needed an army. Uh, the Jedi were not enough to protect the Republic from any potential threat that he foresaw. So he commissioned a clone army to be created for the Republic on Kamino. And then soon after this, uh, Palpatine, Darth Sidious, and Dooku, Darth Tyrannus, had Sifo Dyas killed, and they took over the project. And then what were you saying about um, a different spin on that? There's an alternate theory out there that Darth Sidious took the form of Sifo Dyas, and we do see that's possible from the Clone Wars. Yeah. He did do that, and that it was him disguised as Sifo Dyas who went to Kamino and made them think that it was approved by the Jedi Order. So in that, so would he be impersonating Sifo-Dyas, or would he be a completely, like, Sifo-Dyas never existed, if that was the case? No, he definitely did exist okay. in, in canon. Yeah, oh, that's um, right, he did, he did. Um, because they do they do capture and kill him. Yeah. Um, the difference is that it was Sidious himself who mm-hmm. went disguised as him. Yeah. I mean, they never blatantly say, like, really make you believe that, like, that's the case. I don't, I don't think there's anything that really says that, like, really hints heavily at Palpatine doing that. Right. There's no actual evidence to that. Yeah. It's just kind of a... Possibility. Possible theory. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, I don't know. I, I just kind of stick with, personally, I stick with, like, Sifo Dyas himself mm-hmm. was the one who did it. And it's interesting to me that Obi-Wan has no knowledge of who Sifo Dyas is. Is that, interesting? is that weird to you at all or no? Uh, he does know who Sifo Dyas is. Uh, in episode two, doesn't he like say like he doesn't know who that name or doesn't know who that that is when the Conway no, tells I, him about? I believe he says, doesn't he go? Oh, back? you're he right. He goes back to Yoda and he says, um, you're, you're "I was right. under the impression that he was killed nearly ten years ago." You're right. You're right. He didn't. He did know who he was. Yeah, you're right. He did know who he was. He just yeah. So he was killed ten years ago by the Sith. And then all right. So once. Dooku and Palpatine take over the Clone Wars project in secret. They um, continue to breed and raise clones, which a fully grown clone takes 10 years to grow, right? And you would probably say their age is about, what, in their 30s? Late 20s, um, maybe? Yeah, probably like... Does five year, they become a fi- fighting? Well, a five-year-old clone is age 10 because... Okay. Um, so yeah, probably twenty then, right? If an age a ten year old clone would be twenty years old, unless they age Keep exponentially. Yeah, that's true. Um, um, they look they look visually older than twenty though. Yeah, you're right. They definitely do. So another theory that's not a hundred percent verified is that um, Dooku was the one who erased Kamino from the Jedi archives. Yeah. And that would would have had to have been while he was still a Jedi. Yeah. 
during Phantom Menace era. Right. So, which I think, I mean, I think we can assume that it was him, like, pretty, yeah. pretty comfortably. Because they make a point of saying... It could have oh, also been, could it not also have been Cyphodeus, if he mm, wanted to hide it? Oh, that's a good, that's true. That's true. So, yeah, either of those work, because it had to be a Jedi, and it had to be someone at that time, Phantom Menace, you know, so it could have been Cyphodeus, and could have been Dooku, but, but also, I mean, Dooku was already, had already left at that point, right? Left the Jedi Order. It's hard to know. That's true. It could have been either one, I guess. I imagine if um, we didn't see him on the council during mm-hmm. episode one. That's true. So at that point, he was gone, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So the cloners on Kamino mm-hmm. um, were sec- exceptionally good at, I guess, manipulating DNA. Yeah. And um, they were able to create the clones with accelerated aging, and they put an inhibitor chip in their brain that basically made them 100% obedient. Yeah. They were obedient, but they also had some independence, right. as we can see in like the Clone Wars show. And um, a, lot of them get, a lot of them are get creative with just like who they are as, as people and stuff. I really did enjoy the way they take the clones, who are supposed to be perfect replicas, and they make them each have their own personalities. Oh, yeah. Their own hair. Everyone had a different <laughs> hairstyle. Yeah. Some of them have tattoos even. And, um... Where, whereas stormtroopers are all different people, but they mm. appear to be identical. Yeah, it's yeah. Kind of a. It's a, yeah, it's an interesting. There. Yeah, and so I think it definitely makes sense to me that when with the clones they made them obedient yet independent at the same time, so that they can be creative in, in right. battle and they can do you know they can think as opposed to the droids, battle droids who can't think, they just do. So mm-hmm. yeah, so the clones. Are now so the inhibitor chip that has so with Order sixty six we know that the chip makes every clone who has that chip in their brain follow that order completely blindly. Right. Right. So are is that the only only order that is that way, or do they have a whole string of orders that is like Palpatine says these words and then they are like you know machines? Probably. I I think there there are other orders. Well, there are. Yeah. Um, but do they affect the clones in the same way as 66 does? Is... I'm sure any order would have to be followed. The mm-hmm. creativity in battle is still within the bounds of following the order. So if you say attack this hill... That's true. You still have to attack the hill. You know, the how creativity you is... is how you do it. That's true. Uh, one one thing to mention is that through the cloning process, some of them became defective. Yeah. We had some defective clones, like 99. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. You remember yeah. him? Yeah. Yeah, so that's interesting. Um, I just like a pr- like something that went wrong in the process, um, and they made a ninety nine ended up being like a custodian kind of right on Camino. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I really enjoyed that episode of Clone Wars. <laughs> it was a very um, sad. It was sad. Yeah, yeah. And touching and yeah. All right. So another thing is that um, the clones had different uh, squads and battalions. Mm-hmm. Um, the Arc Troopers. Mm-hmm. Were specifically like the the special forces yeah. of the clones, yeah. uh, and I guess they kind of I guess that was the case too with the stormtroopers, but not as not as clear. Like you had the death troopers, which just oh yeah yeah disappeared in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did have different units, yeah, of stormtroopers. But I think the the classifications of clone troopers was m- more diverse. Yeah, for sure. Especially through the Clone Wars TV show. Right. We saw a ton of different, like, uh, squads and different ty- like, variations on mm-hmm. the clone. Like, we had, like, underwater clones. We right. had, like, you know, s- clones that had, like, like were in, like, in space, you know. 
and like all these different terrains and different planets. They right. have like a different, whole different uh, uniform. Not to mention just um, the the ranks. You know, yellow was for commander. Yeah. Uh, blue for saw, Captain I mean, ca- yeah. Captain Rex. It's all red. It's all green. It's all yeah. yeah. Um, kind of jumping, jumping back for a sec. Uh-huh. After episode one's over, or after episode one for ten years, the clones are being secretly, you know, bred on on Camino, mm-hmm. and it isn't until episode two where Obi Wan is tracking down Jango Fett, which leads him to Camino. Because Jango Fett is the template for the, all the clones. He was hired by Count Dooku to be the um, the main source, you know, DNA for all the clones. So when Obi Wan finds Camino. He discovers the clone army, and the Kaminoans tell him that it was Sifo Dyas who was a Jedi who ordered the clones, and they were under the impression that you know they were making this army for the Republic, and the Republic has no idea about this army, and neither does Obi Wan. We were talking about this earlier, so Obi Wan discovers the clone army. If he had not discovered the clone army, they would have been introduced regardless in some fashion, right? Right. Because at that time, there was a vote going on in the Senate for a uh, creation of an army for the Republic. Padme was uh, very much against. And it, since, you know, Palpatine... Which is really stupid, I mean... That, yeah, honestly. You have to do something. <laughs> yeah. Battle droids, they would have just taken over. Yeah. Not, not enough Jedi to uh, handle that situation. So, the vote would have went through because Palpatine, of course, is like controlling everything. And at that point, Palpatine would have pulled out the clone army, you know, and been like, boom, here we go. So once, so episode two, we, Obi-Wan is, what happens? He leaves Kamino, right? Right. And he goes to Geonosis, where he gets captured and all that crap. So episode two has that big arena scene on Geonosis. And then at the end of it, Yoda and a bunch of other Jedi, well, Mace Windu um, is there. And then a bunch, yeah, a bunch of other Jedi, they arrive. Yoda. Mace Windu and the Jedi arrive first yeah, to yeah. help out. Yoda so, brings the clones. Yeah, that's right. And then, so, Yoda brings the clones, which is interesting to me. Uh, you mean why he had the authority to do that? No, I mean, he had the authority. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with that. It was just, like, interesting that Yoda... Yeah, he's never known about this army. And then, I guess it was out of desperation, because it was all they had. But I, it just seems weird to me that Yoda would just be like, all right, uh... Shady clone mili- arm- armed forces that I've never heard of. Let's go. Let's use you guys and then go. You know, rescue. You know, but these other guys. It's just weird that he'd be okay with that. You know, so quickly. Well, I think he was just wise enough to realize they had to use them. Yeah. Um, they mentioned earlier that the Jedi aren't soldiers. They're not equipped mm-hmm. to fight a war for the Republic. Mm-hmm. Which is really strange because being that vast of a Republic, mm-hmm. they had no defense. Um, yeah, well, they, they ha- did. They already have some kind of fleet of ships. I mean, they had to. I mean, something because well, they haven't had a full scale full scale war since the creation of the Republic, mm. which was a thousand years. So, since the creation of the Republic, it's just been like small things that only the Jedi can really, you know, the Jedi are able to take care of. Right, they're peacekeepers. They yeah. go out and handle <clears throat> disputes. So, I guess they didn't have any warships or anything. They just had like you know small. Like Jedi fighters, ships, and stuff like that. But there was no like Star Destroyers and stuff like that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the end of Attack of the Clones, sees the first battle of the Clone Wars, Battle of Geonosis. The first battle of Geonosis, because there's a second battle of Geonosis. 
and we have a lot of different Jedi on the battlefield. We see droids and clones fighting for the first time on the battlefield, and that takes us into the Clone Wars TV show, which is we, we get the, the majority of our information about clone troopers, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Is there uh, anything from the Clone Wars that you want to touch on? I think we could just talk about a few of the standout clone troopers, mm-hmm. um, people who made an impression. Yeah. Um, obviously, Commander Cody. Commander Cody. He was the one who executed Order 66 on Obi-Wan, mm-hmm. told him to fire on him. Yep. Um, before that, he was perfectly friendly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, during the Clone Wars, uh, Cody was, was a great character. Yeah. Um, Obi-Wan's, you know, commander. And it's really kind of, the Clone Wars really helps make Order 66 a lot sadder mm-hmm. than the movies were able to do because we're not, we spend the entire show with clone troopers and Jedi being like friends. Mm-hmm. So we see Cody and Obi-Wan, you know, Captain Rex is, an, is you know, part of the Captain 501st, Rex. right? We got, uh, Fives. Fives. Echo. Echo. Um, we got Heavy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Heavy, that was a very emotional character for me because he was the one who gave the medal to 99. Oh, that's right. Remember? Oh, yeah, he did do And that. really said that, like, we're all brothers and all yeah. that. And then you find out later Heavy dies and they yeah. let 99 know and he's, like, real sad about that. Yeah, I remember that. That was a very powerful episode. How did Heavy die again? He sacrificed himself. Was that He the... blew himself up. That's right, uh, in the base when yeah. the droids taken over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was cool. That was that was the um, what squadron were they called? Domino squadron? He, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And that 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 arc when they were training on Camino, right. Shock T was overseeing. Right. Um. Yeah. So those are some standout uh, clones for sure. Another interesting thing about that we see in the Clone Wars is we see a defector um in one in an episode where Captain Rex and a few other clones end up on this like crashed on this planet, right. like this rural like grass planet, and they. I don't, I don't think it's Ryloth, even though there's a, a there's a Twi'lek there. I don't think it's Ryloth, though. But Rex is injured, and he's taken in by this, like, farming family, and the father is a clone. Okay. He defected from the army, and he ran, ran away and started the family. Um, he's, like, a farmer now. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that the clones are that independent, or they're able to do that. Uh, it's possible he had a bad chip. I guess so. Um I know that I think it was Echo who, or no, it was Fives who was dis- who discovers the plan. He discovers mm-hmm. the Order sixty six plan mm-hmm. and tells Anakin, uh, and they don't believe him. Yeah, well, yeah, he definitely people don't believe him. Um, they don't believe him, and and I think he's killed by Fox. And it's after that, even though they don't believe him, Rex kind of figures it out, mm-hmm. and. Um, I wouldn't say he figures out, but he takes the chance and has his removed. inhibitor removed. And that's how he is survives able. and doesn't execute Order 66. Yeah, so we have, I mean, Rebels introduces us to uh, Rex, Commander Wolf, and who was the third clone? I don't remember. I don't remember either. But there was three clone troopers, including Rex, who had their chips removed, and they defected before Order 66 would take place because they, they didn't want to, you know, obviously they didn't want to do it. And then they, you know, we find them in Rebels years later as, like, old, bearded men. <laughs> Which is kind of, I I kind of expect them to be much older. If they're accelerating that fast and aging. I don't know. I mean, because in Rebels, that's what, like, 14 years later? 
right? So okay. if they and if they've been alive, like Rex, he was. Let's see, I don't know. Like he had to, he had to have been alive for maybe twenty, almost thirty years, right? Okay. So if he's almost thirty years old, that would put him at like maybe around sixty. Okay, 50, so, 60. So we can assume by by that time, pretty much um, most of the stormtroopers had been phased out. The clone clone troopers had been phased out. Yeah, yeah. As stormtroopers, and they're just retired somewhere. Just well, like chilling. The remaining clones. Yeah. I mean, they probably just kept using them until they die. Honestly, in their sixties and seventies, and I mean, I don't think they're doing. I don't think the Empire would like. I don't know. They might, but I don't. I don't. I don't want to give the Empire that much credit and say that they like. Let the clones like, retire and just like live out their days, you know. I feel like the Empire is a little bit more sinister than that, <laughs> but yeah, possibly. How is it that Rex got so fat and still fit in the same armor? <laughs> I mean, they were all kind of the same build. It was, it was weird. They were all kind of like stocky. Um, but oh, there's a clear difference between then when what you see in Rebels. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The beginning of Attack of the Clones. Yeah, I mean, and I guess expandable armor. I guess. <laughs> I always thought that was weird, and also like he, yeah, he put his helmet on and had his armor on. It was like, all right, Rex. I mean, you're, you're filling out those gaps. But uh, okay, so we see that. So in Revenge of the Sith, we see Order sixty six take place, and we see tons of Jedi die from their clones. And all right, so here's one thing though: is that I understand why they felt the need to in- introduce this inhibitor chip thing in, in the Clone Wars. Uh huh. But. I preferred the old, what the older way that they handled it. Before they introduced that concept, the clones were there was no inhibitor chip or anything. The clones literally just followed orders. So when they were told to do the order, they did it, but they knew what they were doing, and they some of them felt bad about it. Um, they probably still knew what they were doing. They were just inhibited well, from taking other action. They were forced in the. I don't think they did because in the, in the Clone Wars. They made it seem like orders execute order sixty six is like a literal like trigger phrase, right? And it completely changes them, and they're like all about killing Jedi because we see that happen. We see like mm-hmm. one of the clones goes haywire, and his chip kind of like goes off, and then all of a sudden he's like kill Jedi, and he's just like killing you know killing some Jedi, and out of nowhere. So that was before though. That was in Clone Wars. That, that was, was in like, Clone Wars before order sixty six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, something went wrong with right. his chip, so. That makes it seem like you know the the chip just is like a is like a brainwash thing where it's just like boom it's like a flick of a switch. Before that, it wasn't, and it was more like it was an order that they had to follow, but they understood what it was, and they even knew about it before it was even before they were even told to do it. They knew that um, it was like a thing. Well, that I, you can see why they had to change it then, because then if they knew it, then they'd probably be in friends with the Jedi. I mean, somebody would have told them. Yeah, exactly. Like they made the bond too close. They had, the yeah, they had to alter it. Yeah. And I understand why they did it. So, but I just, personally, I just liked the idea of it better the other way. Because um, in the Star Wars Battlefront 2, the, the campaign, it takes you through the events of the Clone Wars and like episode 3 and stuff. And they, in between, after each mission, they have like a journal, a clone journal. It's actually the same guy who played uh, Django Fett, Tamura, Tamura Morrison, mm-hmm. does the voiceover in the game. And he read, and so he reads a little like journal entry of a clone, and he mentions a few times before Order sixty six takes place. He mentions like, oh, we all knew what you know what we were about mm-hmm. to do, and he's like, did any of us have any like second thoughts? Maybe, but you know, we did well, it anyways. What well, makes you wonder? I mean, just because they had the order on the record, they didn't know when 
or if it would ever have been used. Yeah. Um, because theoretically, the order was meant for if the Jedi had risen up against the Emperor. Yeah. Or the uh, the, the Chancellor. Yeah. 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 Um, it was just interesting that uh, I I mean I imagine myself as a clone, and let's say that order was on the books. Mm-hmm. You would think like, well, oh, that that one's never going to get used. Yeah, probably. And it was like there was one uh, mission where you're on Felucia with Ala Sakura, and after the mission's over, um, in the in the journal he says like she called us the bravest soldiers that she's ever seen, and none of us could dare to look her in the eye or something like that. Mm. So like they all knew, I guess, that they were. So I think did they know it was coming? I don't know, but I don't know. That was but, um, that was in the game, and I like that one better. But I understand why they had to change it. But on the other hand, it did change something else too, which I feel was kind of uh, hmm. it. Um, it planted more seeds that the Jedi, the hints were there, and the Jedi could have figured it out. Yeah, they, with the one clone they, going crazy, with that them telling Anakin and not believing him. They could have put it together and kind of figured out that Order sixty six would have happened. Yeah, well, didn't and it, stopped it. Didn't Clone Wars near the end there? Didn't Yoda basically basically find out that Count Dooku was in control of the clone army in some form? That didn't he basically didn't he basically just find out that that fact? And then he was like, "Well, can't do anything about it right now, so let's just keep doing what we're doing." <laughs> yeah, it kind it kind of portrayed the Jedi more as like, which I didn't like. It kind of like showed them like they missed all the signs and yeah and they right didn't do anything about it yeah i mean the prequels and the clone wars show don't don't always do the jedi a lot of favors <laughs> <laughs> in making them you know seem as smart as they as they are but as, as as smart as you like would think they would be you think they are based on the original trilogy yeah. you have such a high opinion of the jedi yeah because of how obi-wan talks about them then we get to the end of the clone wars yeah, the clones get older, and they're eventually replaced. They needed to be replaced, mm-hmm. so the Empire starts a Imperial Academy mm-hmm. for training regular, I assume, all humans. So, yeah. with all the different um, alien races across the galaxy, why were there only human officers, only human stormtroopers? It's got to be racism. <laughs> like, not, like, it has to be, right? Like, I guess. Like, I guess the Emperor. Is racist? I guess, but see, humans Species. existed on many, all kinds of different planets. Yeah. But somehow, only Geonosians were on Geonosis, and only mm. um, Twi'leks are on Ryloth. And yeah, I mean, well, I guess. But humans were ever, humans were on Coruscant. Humans were on yeah. uh, Tatooine. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's 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 a question of history and you yeah, know, just like how how stuff went down, but like. So and you think it was just a? Um, you think it was just racism? Although there is the one, um, like the the emperor's right hand people. Mm-hmm. Remember the blue guy, Thrawn? No. Well, Thrawn. There, yeah. Okay, there's an example. Yeah. Not human. Yeah. No, that's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about. Oh, his um, his the the the, the, the vice chancellor. Right. Became like his, yeah yeah that guy, Mass Amida. Right. Mass Amida. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean. I guess Palpatine might not have been like completely racist, but he probably is. He probably preferred human humans mm. for you know stormtroopers and officers and stuff. And like he made some exceptions, of course, like the Thrawn. Thrawn's an exception because mm-hmm. Thrawn is a genius. And Thrawn is one of the most high-ranking officers there is. I mean, he was inner circle to 
mm. to to well, the to the emperor. I mean, is he currently in, um, in, the, in the new canon where he, where he is now? I don't know, but Grand Admiral. Grand Admiral. Yeah. If you look at the rank, there's a rank. There's different um, rank uh, hierarchies online that you can see, which mm. aren't. I mean, I guess they're not technically canon, but uh, Grand Admiral is so high; it's like right underneath, like a moth. Uh, no, no, it's a way above moth. Above moth. It's above Grand Moth. What? Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's weird. But I do remember in Rebels they mentioned that he was just recently promoted to Grand Admiral. Um. So I mean, his his how he is. His place in the Empire is obviously not different than it was like, when he was first created. Because when he was first created, it was like post Return of the Jedi, right? And he was like, he took over as like pretty much the leader of the Empire, or what was left of the Empire mm-hmm. in, in the old canon. But now he's just a, a Grand Admiral in the Empire. Right. During, you know, during around the time of New Hope almost. So. Yeah, I think based on his insignia on his shirt, mm-hmm. his rank is higher than Grand Moff Tarkin. Mm. I don't. I... We can look that up yeah. later. It just sounds um, weird to me. Yeah. You know? Well, rather than being higher or lower, they were also for different reasons, different purposes. Sure. Sure. The moths had control over a certain systems area and stuff. Systems. Um, the Grand Admiral was an admiral everywhere. You mm-hmm. know, he had control over the fleet yeah. across the galaxy. That's true. So in that sense, he kind of had more power. Yeah. I guess maybe the Grand Moth would have control when if they were like non-military operations yeah but if they were doing a military attack mm-hmm. you have to imagine the grand admiral would be the most yeah would be in charge of that yeah and i, I always imagined that because I, I mean i always imagined that the hierarchy of the empire was you know the emperor vader and then tarkin or maybe emperor tarkin vader i'm not sure i i see why you say that because there is a certain um there's certain control that i mean not control, but Tarkin has a certain influence over Vader mm-hmm. to stop him from doing certain things. Yeah, I feel um, like like if the Emperor died really early, earlier on, and we had Tarkin and Vader, I mean, who do you think would become oh, Vader? Yeah, he would do it by force. Absolutely, yeah. you're right. Yeah, fucking choke Tarkin out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like he would only do that though if Tarkin was like not playing ball with him. You know, because Vader likes Tarkin. And he would want to have him around. I'm surprised by that because in the Clone Wars, he doesn't really like Tarkin. Tarkin's kind of a don't they kind of get along? Weasel. Don't they? The Clone Wars. Anakin and Tarkin kind of get along. Do they? they? Look, well, in a weird way, like they don't like they're not friends, but they he like, gets along. They more respect with, each other. He gets along more with Yularen. I mean, they were on the same ship together. Yeah. So Anakin and Anakin and Yularen were more like buds. Anakin and Tarkin were they respected each other. And Tarkin even says as much that he was like, he, he says that he wishes all Jedi were more like him. Mm-hmm. And Anakin says to Ahsoka, I think, that he says uh, Tarkin is a very, uh, very effective at his job. Mm-hmm. So, and that's, and you see that, I like that relationship. You see that in the OT, Vader and Tarkin respect each other. Yeah. And it's inter- and I like that relationship because in Kylo Ren and Hux don't respect each other. Right. At all. Well, I'm not actually 100% sure Vader know, uh, Tarkin knows that Vader was Anakin. Yeah. Do you think he knows that? Um, I, I believe that, I've not read it, but in the Tarkin book, the canon Tarkin book, um, they, I've heard that they lay down some groundwork where Tarkin, at a certain point, Tarkin is able to kind of uh, figure it out. And yeah. he kind of assumes that he probably is. And that's before A New Hope. Yeah. Um, 
But getting back to the, the stormtrooper stuff. So yeah, once the stormtroopers are phased out, and then we have majority human recruits as stormtroopers, it seems as though the quality dips down quite a bit because right. the empire is so big. They have to have so many different, so many stormtroopers as just cannon fodder. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like, and also by the time that the rebellion becomes big enough to be an actual threat, they're at war and they have to just crank out soldiers. So like the the empire is probably just throwing out like rookies mm-hmm. like left and right. I don't think so. No? Uh, maybe like after a new hope. Yeah. But before New Hope, they never considered the Rebel Alliance to be that much of a threat. Yeah. So they just had like complacent like the st- the stormtroopers were there more to maintain order mm-hmm. than to be a, a military force. Yeah, fight on the battlefield. Yeah, they yeah. were more like uh, security yeah. guards, Poli- police a- police officers. Yeah, and then the war happens, and then by Empire, it's like full out war, basically. Yes. And although the Rebel Alliance is still much smaller, that's true, much less likely to su- succeed. Mm-hmm. But so we see, we see Empire, Return of the Jedi, the the Rebel Alliance, and the Empire is a full out war. And once the the Empire is, a, well, okay, so Sidious dies, Vader dies mm-hmm. at the end of Jedi, and we don't know a whole lot about after that. We know that there was the Battle of Jakku, which was the final battle. For the Empire. So the Stormtroopers, there were still Stormtroopers continuing to fight for the Empire after Return of the Jedi. I'm sure there was a lot of defecting, though, at the same time. There probably was a lot of defecting. Um, there, I imagine the ones who stayed did it out of loyalty. Like, they felt maybe if they were captured, they would have been tried mm-hmm. by the New Republic or went to jail or something. Yeah. Also, they're just fighting to, I guess they... Think you never want to give up the dream, right? <laughs> they thought yeah. that they could bring the empire back. Yeah, and so we see, and then after Jakku, that's the end of the empire, more or less. And then we don't really know what happens to the remaining stormtroopers, but they probably just you know die, taken prisoner, defect, or they just continue to be delusional and like you know believe in the empire even though it's destroyed. Right. So actually, a quick thing I wanted to go back to for a second to the Imperial Academy. Um, I read the book Lost Stars, and a lot of that book is set in an Imperial Academy, mm-hmm. and set around like teenagers training. And it's it was just always really interesting to me because that book, especially, like really makes the Empire and the Academy seem normal. Because the Empire actually wasn't, at least in 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 that book, the Academy wasn't even that bad. You know, like the the people in charge were really strict, of course, but it was like any other like strict like military school. Like the the, the the cadets had free time. They had meals. They could hang out. They could go out. You know, so it was normal, and they all saw it as just like normal stuff. So that's interesting to me. And then we see we see in Rebels that yeah. we get to see uh, the academy, and we get to see mm-hmm. Ezra yeah. masquerade as a cadet. Yeah, and you get to see a little bit of the training. It's kind of competitive. Mm-hmm. But it's um, nothing but, crazy, you know. It's it's like it's normal. It's not like super. Which is why the empire. I mean, the command structure of the empire is what's evil, really. Mm-hmm. The people involved, you know, the average stormtroopers, like doing his duty. He's, yeah. you know, this is it's like today. If you look at soldiers, they're doing their duty. Mm-hmm. 
But, you know, from other people's point of view, we invaded Iraq, we invaded, yeah. you know. From a certain point of view. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And so it's interesting to see in with The Force Awakens and The First Order, that's a, that seems to be a lot different. It seems like the stormtroopers in the First Order are not given the same kind of, like, freedom that a lot of the stormtroopers in the Empire were given. Because mm-hmm. now we see that the First Order stormtroopers were raised from birth, basically, and raised their entire lives to be stormtroopers. And that's their whole life. It's just the First Order. That's it. Right. Well, before, the... before we go into that, let's yeah. jump back real quick. Okay, okay. Um, let's talk about a couple of the different types of stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. So we see the generic stormtrooper. Yeah, that's the white armor. We see the snow, the snow troopers, snow troopers that we yeah. see on Hoth. Yep. We've got sand troopers? Uh, shore troopers. Rogue One. I'm not talking about Rogue One. Oh, okay. Uh, then what? Don't we oh, see... Oh, you've on Tatooine? Yes. They have like those like backpack things. Yeah, they're right? slightly different. Yeah. And we have also the recon, like scout troopers that we From see Return on of the Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the scout troopers. Right. Yeah, on this on this on bikes. Then um, we get the new ones, we get the tank troopers in Rogue One. Tank troopers. The oh ones, yeah, yeah, the yeah. The ones who drive yep, the tanks. The tank. They look a little different. Yeah, they're different. And the shore troopers. Yep, on Scarif for the beach. And Death, and the troopers. Death troopers. Yeah. Which I mean we we didn't talk about this in our Rogue One review, but mm. why did Krennic get those elite death troopers mm. for his own personal guard? And yet they made Krennic seem like He was nobody almost. He was almost nobody. Yeah. He wasn't respected by Tarkin. Mm. But yet he got this <sighs> Elite force. Elite force, which I guess couldn't have been his own i mean it could have been his own doing but mm. you have to imagine that that was approved by yeah somebody i the only thing i can think of is just the fact that he was in charge of the death star right um, so the star. emperor wanted him the whole time until it was built and then he was expendable yeah he didn't need him anymore and tarkin hated his guts right so. um yeah and then we see we see a lot, we see a lot of different like classifications of like ranking of stormtroopers like with uh their shoulder pad kind of thing i know right. there's a word for it but it's like pauldron, pauldron i don't know but I don't know. we see like the orange we see well i mean in the star wars battlefront game the new the new game you can customize your stormtrooper and you can have um red white black orange uh shoulder thing shoulder mm-hmm. guard or whatever you want to call it so that's a good that's a designa- designation of like rank of stormtrooper i suppose um but yeah okay so are there any other different i mean i mean there's the, there's the pilots as well, the Thai right. pilots. Uh, they're not exactly stormtroopers, are they? Uh, I mean, kind of different. I mean, Their training is different. Yeah, they're, they're different. They're, they're pilots, so it's a little yeah. different. But um, okay, and then in Force Awakens, we see um, new stormtrooper. New, they have a new design armor, and we also see flame trooper, uh, the like a flamethrower, right, on Jakku. And we see, don't they have? Do they have a different type of snow trooper? On Starkiller Base, or do we? Or is it just all? I don't remember. First order, different. Yeah, I think the only difference we see, other than the the regular stormtrooper, is the flame trooper in Force Awakens, who has the flamethrower uh, backpack. And then we see. I don't know if every stormtrooper is issued one of these, but uh, oh, yeah. the guy who fights Finn with that uh, baton, baton that can stop a lightsaber blade. Yeah. That's interesting. A new technology, I guess they have. Yeah, so it's it's definitely some sort of like riot control right. baton thing. Right. Um, but so, I wonder if every stormtrooper has that. 
or is it? Hmm. I think that's a good good bet. They probably do because um, that could definitely become. It could make them more formidable then mm-hmm. against Jedi. Yeah, but Jedi aren't really an issue for them, right? So well, they never had any yet. reason to. Well, not yet. They never had any reason to train for Jedi combat. True. No. Well, Finn Finn's able to throw that lightsaber around because he had melee training. Yeah. Um, as a stormtrooper, so they all, they all get melee training. You so say. you think that baton was not meant to stop lightsaber blades? It just, just happened to be one of the features. Probably, yeah. Because okay. they had no reason to think that they would ever have to fight a Jedi. You know? Right. So, um, and we've seen weapons stop lightsabers before as well. The, the Magna Guards in the prequels. Right. Their yeah. stabs. Um, they also have like an electric, like electric ends, kind of like the, uh, the, the baton has like an electricity mm-hmm. to it. Um, but yeah, so the Stormtroopers in Force Awakens are definitely, in the First Order, are definitely more, uh, superior. They're superior to the stormtroopers in the Empire, and they just are more strictly trained. I guess. It almost seems like they took the Jedi practice of taking the babies at birth. Yeah. Well, they didn't. Jedi didn't necessarily take them at birth, but yeah, they took the first lifelong order, training. Right? right. They took the first order stormtroopers. They took them as babies mm-hmm. and trained them and put them through some sort of conditioning process. Yeah. Um, we don't know exactly all the details about that. But um, I imagine we'll find out more. Yeah. And for some reason, Finn was able to break free of that. Yeah. Um, he. It's interesting. I mean, he still seemed to have like I don't know. Like he he never bought into it. I guess you know. He never really. Maybe at one point he did, but no, I believe he did. And what triggered him was the death of his friend. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. That's right. Because also he that was his first battle. Right. So he had never seen actual combat. So he was like, whoa, this is... But I also believe that the guy who died, who smeared mm-hmm. the blood on his helmet, was his personal friend. Like he... Yeah. And seeing him die is really what triggered it. But it was more than just that. But it seemed like it, it triggered him back to reality. And he mm-hmm. realized how bad the First Order really was. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because he has that moment right after he dies. He's just like looking at everything happening around him. He's like, yeah, this, is, this is nuts. And... That is definitely the beginning. And then once, when they're ordered to fire on all the all the villagers, he doesn't do it. And that, yeah, so that scene really, sh- like, wakes him up, you know. Um, I think we can both agree that the clone troopers are the most superior to all three, like... Well, it depends on what you, what you need them for. I think they all have different purposes. So if you're saying for a war, mm-hmm. then it's got to be the clone troopers. Yeah. They're the best soldiers. And that's what I was... That's what I was thinking of when I when I was going there, and then we were talking about Imperial stormtroopers, right? Or more like a police force, right? Than anything else. Um, I guess the one thing they had going for was was numbers. Mm-hmm. It seemed like unlimited amount of stormtroopers they had. Numbers, and they had a ton of like resources at their disposal, right? They had Darth Vader, the ATATs, and yeah. And then the First Order stormtroopers, they don't seem to have. I mean, from Force Awakens, they don't seem to have as much resources as the Empire did, because mm-hmm. they're not as like powerful as the Empire. But this, the soldiers are better fighters. Right. We can agree that on that, I think. And they're probably much more loyal, the First Order Stormtroopers. Yeah. Um, even though their conditioning can be broken, you imagine, from time to time. Yeah. I'm sure Finn wasn't the only one. Yeah. Um, but the Imperials were more of a free mind. Mm-hmm. You know, many people defected. Yeah, um, to the Rebel Alliance, even. I think Wedge. Yeah, Wedge defected. was a Wedge was a cadet. 
Biggs, Biggs. Uh, defected. He mm-hmm. was once a Imperial officer, not a stormtrooper, but mm. yeah, we see a lot of that, and it's interesting because that's the biggest difference for sure. Is that you'll see in in the movies, the sh- shows, books, comics, whatever, Imperial stormtroopers, they like to they're normal people. Mm-hmm. They like to just like talk about ships and stuff, and like hang out and and the fir- and the First Order seems a lot more strict, right? And they don't seem to be like really like doing that kind of stuff, like hanging out with people and everything, talking about stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting what um, the guy who played Kyle ran, Adam Driver. Adam Driver yeah. said recently, I don't know if you saw that interview, mm. Larry King asked him, what's uh, like one thing you can tell us about the next episode eight? And he said, humanity. It wasn't much of a giveaway, but... I think um, he was referring to his char- his own character. His own character. Yeah. I remember, I remember hearing that. But I remember hearing a review, uh, somebody talking about that and mm-hmm. saying... The First Order really believes that their way is the right thing for the galaxy. Yeah. To bring order to the galaxy. Yeah. And they see the New Republic as... Disorder. Disorder. Yeah. Right. And that, that's, that is true. Because um, especially through Hux, we see that Hux is really is a big proponent of that with his impassioned speech. Yeah. His base. Um, that's definitely the case, yeah. And the... Um, that's probably the scariest thing to, you know, about them, you know, the First Order, is that they believe that this is right the right thing to do. The Empire... Empire, they were following orders. Yeah, it was it was less of an intense belief, I think, for the average stormtrooper than it is for the First Order stormtrooper. However, the, the tables have kind of turned, so mm-hmm. they don't have as much infrastructure now. Yeah. They have less... Stormtroopers, I believe. Yeah. They don't have control over all the different systems. And I think that actually kind of plays a, a factor in it because the Empire had everything. And right. so they were, had, they, they were like, all right, we're, we're, we're it, you know? So we have no reason to, like, really be super passionate about this. With the First Order, they have, like, something to prove, and the New Republic is in power. Right. So they're, like, they're more passionate because they're the underdog, pretty much, whereas the Empire wasn't the underdog. Um, but now, with uh, the current state of affairs after Starkiller Base destroyed the Hosnian system, I think it's a little bit more level playing ground for the First Order and the Republic. I wouldn't I, say completely even, but it's more even. I don't... Um, I believe we'll see that... I have a feeling the people in the New Republic don't want to go back to the way of the Empire. Mm. And they'll, they, they'll reject the First Order. You know, that I just don't see... the. You're no longer a rebellion, morally gray rebellion that's fighting back. Mm. Now, I think the galaxy is pretty much going to be in opposition to the First Order. Well, yeah. I mean, the Republic, for sure. I mean, the Republic as the system, all the planets. You mean like the people? Yeah. Each system and whoever rules Mm. it will be like, yeah, we're not into being a part of the First Order. Yeah. Well, I guess, I don't know. I mean, it depends on... If that system is a, a republic system, or if they're an independent system, or I don't know. Well, I mean, regardless, the I feel like in eight and nine we'll see the republic and the well the resistance slash republic, and the first order will be more even. Um, okay. And the Force Awakens, it was definitely like the republic is like right. you know. Do you um, so if we were to make some predictions, mm. um, some people I've heard the theory that. Finn will be reconditioned, will be captured, and reconditioned, and he will be a stormtrooper again. 
I don't buy that for a second. No? No. I don't think it's that easy. I don't think... I really don't think that it's like a straight-up hypnosis kind of deal with the reconditioning. I think that they're conditioned throughout their entire lives to believe, just like someone in like North Korea, you know, would be raised on believing that the Kim family uh, is like their dear leaders. And that there have been North Korean defectors, and I think it's a similar situation for the First Order stormtroopers. They're raised to believe that the First Order is glorious and wonderful, and some of them see through it, I guess, and yeah. are able to... So I don't think you can recondition Finn to be a loyal stormtrooper again. But we do see the process of reconditioning does exist. So we don't know what it's going to be yet, yeah. but I mean, it would be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, I mean, I would assume there'd be some torture involved. Okay. Especially for Finn, because, you know, everything he's done. But I think, are there any predictions already? All right, so to, let's, let's leave off with this. Any predictions for any new types of stormtroopers in 8 or 9 that you'd maybe think would be Ooh. cool to see? Because we've seen a lot of different types. I, it's hard to imagine. I don't know mm. what there's going to be, but I wonder if we'll learn a bit more about Phasma. True. And yeah. her, are there other captains like her? Yeah, because she has that special armor. armor, yeah, and a cape. Or is she the only one like that? Mm. That's true. That's true. Because I, I think we're definitely going to see more of her, for sure. But, yeah, I mean, we... we I mean, we're definitely going to see new types of stormtroopers right. in 8 and 9, and, like, officers and captains and commanders. So I'm looking forward to see, like, the new designs they, they bring up for the new movies. It'd be cool if there was more than... Because it'd be weird if Phasma was the only one who had that silver armor. Like, what's so special well, about her, you know? I don't know. We'll find but out. it's hard to imagine that um, she can control all of the stormtroopers herself. She'll have to have some... Mm. Well, either her... other ones like her or another layer underneath her. Mm. Yeah. I do want to see some more of the hierarchy of stormtroopers. I think it would be cool. But we'll definitely see some... We'll have some new, like, locations and, bio, like, you know, biomes, ecosystems in the new movies. So we'll see probably some different variations on stormtrooper armor, you know, that suits that. But they're know. definitely going in the route that stormtroopers have their individuality. Now. I wonder if we're likely to see other stormtroopers maybe joining the... Uh, I don't know. I think it's less likely than how in the Empire there's a lot of stormtroopers who defected to the Rebellion. I, I think it's less likely because we were talking about the whole conditioning process and everything. Um, I don't know. I think that the majority of the stormtroopers in the First Order are pretty, like, you know, locked in mm. to what they're doing. But I don't know. So, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to finish off with or do you feel good? That's it. All right. That's <laughs> it. So, that's our podcast for uh, this week.